It is time to check in with the Vancouver Suns, Vaughn Palmer. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Here we we didn't have to talk about confidence and supply in BC anymore, but now we get to talk about it on a federal level. Yeah, I did uh, just listen to the Prime Minister's initial presentation on the deal he struck with the federal NDP. Um, It's interesting, something that jumped out at me immediately, which is the federal NDP has secured agreement, the pairs, for Ottawa to go ahead with two new health care programs, pharmacare and dental care. That's a bit different from what John Horgan has been asking for out here in B.C., and the distinction's important. Horgan has been saying Ottawa is underfunding existing programs. That's why we're waiting for surgery. That's why uh, people are having trouble getting family doctors. That's why we're shortage of trained health care workers. So Horgan wanted no strings attached increase in federal funding for health care. Um, the federal NDP has signed an agreement, sounds like, to provide two new health care programs. And of course, if you're giving new programs, those come with strings attached. Oregon has said, and he's been on the record as this, uh, that, you know, going ahead with PharmaCare, well, BC already has PharmaCare for one thing, but uh, don't go ahead with new programs until you're properly funding the old ones. So it's a reminder that the federal party and the provincial party aren't always on the same page. And in this case, this is not exactly what John Horgan was looking for from Ottawa. Hmm. And what about on the dental care front? Same, uh, you know, as I said. I mean, look, if Ottawa is writing checks, uh, the provincial government's going to take the money. Uh, But the, the problem between provinces and the federal government is always that Ottawa would much sooner fund new programs because... Provincial premiers tend to take credit for the old ones. So topping up funding for a program isn't nearly as great a vote-getter as creating new ones. We saw that on child care. Ottawa tends to set things up. They did it with health care, Jill. They, they set up, you know, Medicare and health care and everything, and it starts off 50-50. And then they start shaving the federal contribution. Here in B.C., uh, it's not 50-50 anymore. Federal funding for health care is way down at 22%. So the provincial government, you know, as I said, I'm sure that the provincial NDP and the federal NDP talk to each other because the provincial NDP knows a lot about how these things work. But there's also going to be, I think, emerging right at the beginning, we're going to say, well, this is not exactly what BC wanted. I'm sure they're uh, going to be happy and say, that's great, we're getting new programs. But it doesn't solve the big gap in federal funding for existing programs. The provinces led by BC and Quebec have been looking for Ottawa to increase its share of funding for existing programs from 22% up to 35%. So they're not saying go back to 50-50. But still, um, you know, that's one of the things we'll be looking at in the days ahead. There's a lot of other things in this agreement. Uh, we can say, because we've experienced one here in British Columbia, that these agreements do work. Um, you know, they, they do deliver results for a time anyway. Although, as you know, Jill, the existing agreement, the one out here in B.C. was supposed to run four years. It only ran three years. Yes, a bit of an abrupt halt, uh, stop to that agreement. Uh, when looking at the two, the differences, and, and you've mentioned this, that the B.C. Greens, they, they didn't, not driving that super hard bargain with what they wanted out of the agreement. But do you think it will be different on a federal level? 
No, I, you know, I think you've got a senior party and a junior party. And the senior party, yes, they want the guarantee of support from the smaller party, but they also say, look, you're not going to get everything you want, uh, and we'd much sooner have an agreement that pursues things that were already in our platform. So here in B.C., uh, the Greens made a deal to support the New Democrats for, they said, four years up to the fixed election date that was written into B.C. law and was going to be in the fall of 2021, so it would have been last October. Um, the Greens did not, ins- even though the Greens opposed Site C, Jill, they didn't insist that the New Democrats kill Site C. Even though the Greens opposed LNG, they didn't insist that the New Democrats kill LNG. Even though the Greens wanted proportional representation, all they got was an agreement to hold a referendum on it. They didn't get an agreement to do it right away. So what really matters when you look at these things is what is in the text of the agreements and also what isn't. So you're bound to respect what's in the agreement and confidence and supply means that you support the government on issues where confidence votes, in a sense. You have the confidence of the legislature to continue to govern. You support them on supply. And folks, supply is supply of money. That's that's what Parliament does, or, or the legislature. So you vote on the key budget votes. But it also means that you're not committed to supporting... Uh, your partner on anything that isn't in the agreement. And if you go back to what happened here that led to the unraveling of the agreement in the summer of 2020, it was the Greens starting to throw their weight around on some stuff that wasn't in the agreement. John Horgan got fed up, took a look at the opinion polls, tore up the agreement and called the snap election, which he won. So just because the agreement says we're going to govern together for four years or whatever the hell it is, um, that depends on goodwill by both sides. And uh, the day may come where they don't necessarily see it in their common interest to go on. Uh, because when you look at uh, the federal liberals, I mean, the, all of the promises that were made by the federal liberals, I, I mean, the only thing they've really done is legalize marijuana. So do the new Democrats really believe that just because they tell them join us or support us and we'll do this, that they're going to get this done? Well, you know, uh, we, as I say, the, I see the NDP is releasing a lengthy version of their interpretation of what's in the agreement. And I heard Trudeau say what he thinks is in the agreement. But as I say, the, the text of these things really matters. What did they actually agree to do and what did they not even discuss or put in? For example, I see uh, the initial reporting is, even though it would be in the interest of the federal NDP to have proportional representation, apparently that wasn't on the table in the agreement. Heard the prime minister say something very interesting during his press conference. He was asked about uh, the NDP doesn't support increasing the defense budget. Uh, Trudeau says, um, we will look for support from other parties on some things. Well, again, that tells me that they did look at what happened in British Columbia. A very good example is the Greens refused to support LNG development. The provincial NDP brought in legislation to add incentives for investment in LNG. Greens made it clear, we're not voting for this. They didn't. 
but the provincial liberals voted for it. So it is possible that, for example, Trudeau can look to the Conservatives or the Bloc for support on matters that aren't in CASA and that the NDP isn't willing to commit itself to. So, you know, there is flexibility in these agreements. That's why I say the key is what's in the text and what isn't in the text. Another thing that the provincial Greens could tell the federal NDP, if the federal NDP asked, is if this thing comes unraveled, (laughs) the junior partner does not necessarily emerge as the winner. When Horgan called that snap election in 2020, uh, the Green vote dropped. The Greens lost one of their three seats in the legislature. So this harkens back to some of these kind of deals we've seen in the past, even without a a confidence and supply text. Often the junior party that's busy propping up a minority government, uh, when the election rolls around, uh, the voters voters want a majority they don't necessarily reward the party that was out there propping up the minority and one other point and this goes on what was in bc as well the no surprises agreement would it make sense that there's a a no surprises agreement in this federal deal as well yeah i think again i'm assuming that the federal ndp talked to the provincial ndp government to ordered up the text of the CASA, looked at what was in it here in BC, and it's still posted online, so you can go and read it. Uh, Yeah, one of the things that was in that that I think was quite innovative was a no-surprises agreement. What that meant was um, the leader of the Greens, BC, so it would be the leader of the federal NDP, get briefed confidentially, oath of office, under what's coming. So the government isn't going to dump stuff on Parliament, isn't going to make surprise announcements without letting the other party know what's coming, securing their support if possible, or reaching an understanding on what won't happen. Uh, That's very good. I hear also that they're saying that, you know, legislature, they're saying parliamentary committees will continue to function as they do. Uh, The government still expects to be held to account in Parliament. Uh, And New Democrats, as we saw here in B.C. with uh, the, the provincial Greens, federal New Democrats will be free to criticize the government and disagree with it publicly on things that are not in the CASA. But they'll probably want to warn the federal liberals, too, that, hey, we're going to come out and speak against you on this issue. So, you know, don't be offended. We're telling you what's coming. We're telling why. And, you know, we we don't mean to bring down the government on this issue, even though we disagree with you on this one issue. All right. Interesting times, indeed. Vaughn, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye, Joe. That's Vaughn Palmer, Vancouver Sun columnist.